Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. Watch. Chop. Retrofit. I just want to give a heartfelt thank you to Chelsea and you, sir, for uh, looking after my babies, my canine and feline babies, as well as the garden, because I was on a vision quest. I have been to the edge and back. <laughs> you are welcome, sir. It was our pleasure. But that is neither here nor there. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 11 of Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast that concedes that remakes are going to happen. So why shouldn't movie buffs... Like us. ...decide who is recast in those iconic roles? My name is... Travis Zapt. A.K.A. Last American Travergen. Uh-huh. A.K.A. Fast Times at Travigmont High. I love it. <laughs> And also, I'm joined, as always, here in the shot by my co-host and co-producer, Moving Violations, a.k.a. Weekend at Shawnee's, <laughs> a.k.a. Lyshawns to Drive. Also, as always, Chop Shop Regulator is here in the house. Woo. She is known as Summer Chell, a.k.a. Bachelor Party, <laughs> a.k.a. Earth Girls are Chelsea. <laughs> Further description of the show, the tagline says, Watch Chop Retrofit, because essentially that's what we do here. We watch older movies, sometimes classic films with iconic actors, and then we retrofit them by tweaking the design with new parts. Quick disclaimer, we're not actually in favor of the remake, reboot, sequel-dependent cinematic culture. There's a very distinctive mole on it. This is more of an exercise in satire and irony. We try to be funny. And sometimes we succeed. All right, that's going to bring us into our first segment, which is movie news. And this is where throughout the the time between recordings. So we try to pay attention to news stories that relate to the world of cinema, that relate to our show, or that our listeners, the chop shoppers out there, might find interesting. And unfortunately, this week we do have to start it off with a couple of RIPs, and they're heavy hitters. First, rest in peace and rest in power to Robert Downey Sr., uh, father of Robert Downey Jr. Uh, he also directed the film Putney Swope, and he was 85, and he died after a long battle with Parkinson's disease. Rest in peace and rest in power to him. Also, rest in peace and rest in power to Richard Donner, the great Richard Donner. Uh, Superman, Lethal Weapon, and The Goonies director was 91 years old. And as of this recording, I don't think the cause of death has been released. Did you see one, Sean? I can't remember. All right, so... Rest in peace and rest in power to him. He probably ate too many baby Ruths. Probably. Next, Emmy-nominated WandaVision director Matt Shackman yes. is set to direct the next Star Trek film. Uh, shout out to Joey. I'm sure he's excited about that. And did Quentin Tarantino just fall off? Do you I write think off so. his project? I think so. Uh, next up, Nicolas Cage is back at it, and he's at his most melancholic uh, in this strange, sad, porcine drama called Pig. A million miles from Peggy Sue Got Married, Cage goes searching for his beloved truffle pig and himself in Michael Cernoski's Intimate Character Study. And that comes to us from Variety.com. Any thoughts? I'm excited about it. Yeah, same. It, when I first heard about this, the article read like, oh, this is just John Wick, but with a pig. Uh-huh. Um, that truffle pig ain't nothing to trifle with. Right. 
Next, Bill Murray reunites with Wes Anderson and Tilda Swinton for Spain Set Project. This is a follow-up to a story that we've reported on earlier. Uh, from Variety, Bill Murray is amongst the cast of Wes Anderson's new film that will begin production in Spain in August. Sources close to the project have confirmed Murray's casting. The actor has appeared in nine of Anderson's movies to date, excluding the new film. Uh, so that's a, I believe that's a bromance that's going on there, right? That's called job security. That's job security. And they really, their styles kind of jive with the movies that Bill Murray's trying to make these days and the stuff that Wes Anderson produces and creates. I think that jives. Uh, next, high-profile Harvey Weinstein movie, She Said, lands Thanksgiving 2022 release in theaters. Now, let me be perfectly clear. This is not a movie produced by Harvey Weinstein. This is a, a biopic about the monster that Harvey Weinstein was. The movie stars Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan as New York Times reporters Megan Twohey and Jody Cantor, whose landmark 2017 expose helped bring down Harvey Weinstein in a defining cultural moment that ended decades of silence around the subject of sexual assault in Hollywood and other corridors of power, resulting in the hashtag MeToo movement. And that comes to us from IMDb. Any thoughts on that, guys? Uh... We've lived it, so I don't know. I'm not sure that this is a story that needs to be told. Yeah, yeah, that's. Do you that's feel like there's a danger of it kind of glorifying him, or I simplifying think, the whole matter altogether? Okay. Well, here's here's the thing. I think the Me Too movement is great, but I also think that it comes with a lot of privilege, only sure. because everyday women mm -hmm. experience this so much. And we're sitting here calling these act actresses that get paid millions and millions of dollars heroes, which they are. Don't get me wrong. But where where are people fucking standing up for regular women? Right. It's a very good point. Next up, director Morgan Neville talks Roadrunner and the legacy of Anthony Bourdain. And that's on the playlist podcast. I just saw a, a trailer or a piece about this on CBS Sunday morning. Uh on Tuesday or whatever. <laughs> um, but you have to give credit where credit's due. The man was such an enigma. Um, Anthony Bourdain, world traveling, uh, author, chef, personality. Curmudgeon. A little bit of a curmudgeon. Uh, drinker and uh, victim of his own suicide. Yeah. Uh, so, in the long storied history of TV hosts, Anthony Bourdain is an iconic figure as he basically redefined the idea of what a celebrity chef could be and what a travel se series should look like. Of course, that all came with a tragic came to a tragic end in 2018 after Bourdain died by suicide. And in this episode of the Playlist podcast, Oscar-winning filmmaker Morgan Neville talks about the legacy of Anthony Bourdain as we discuss his latest documentary. And once again, that documentary is called Roadrunner. All right. Uh, that's going to wrap us up on movie news for this week, unless you guys have any further stories. No. No, we're good. All right. Moving it on to our next segment. Oh, did you guys hear a phone ringing? That must mean it's time for the Department of Corrections Department with Chief Corrections Officer Dana. Chop shoppers. Tilda Swinton has been in four Wes Anderson films so far. 
Moonrise Kingdom, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Isle of Dogs, and the upcoming film The French Dispatch. She's set to star in an unnamed Anderson film that will start filming this fall. The remake of Solaris does star George Clooney. <clears throat> Sorry, Goldie Hawn is Wyatt Russell's mother. I could find examples of real-life fathers and sons playing father and son in a film, but I couldn't find any other examples of actors portraying their real-life fathers in a film. The Thing is a, quote, more faithful adaptation of the novella on which it and The Thing from Another World are based. Joey, you were close on the title. If y'all ever find yourself in Lexington, you can visit Cocaine Bear, aka Pablo Escobar, at the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall on Bryan Avenue. I've seen him several times, but I've never gotten a photo with him. Also, you can read The Bluegrass Conspiracy if you want the dirty deets on Drew Thornton. Or you can listen to your podcast peers, Erica and Jonathan, from the Lexington Podcast. They do a deep dive on The Bluegrass Conspiracy in Season 1. Hasta next time. All right. Thank you, Dana, for that. We do appreciate all of your hard work. And I love dogs also. That will close the doors on the Department of Corrections Department for this week. Bringing us to the theme of the episode. Sean, this was your idea. Was it? What are we talking about? Mm -hmm. We're talking about 80s teen romps, a.k.a. 80s teen sex comedies. Sex comedies. And I'm pretty sure this was on a list of things that you wanted to revisit, like sci-fi movies part two, time travel movies part two. It's one of those topics that we covered very early on in the podcast. And we're going to give it a more professional more polished treatment but for the listeners out there who might not understand what we're talking about what is a 80s teen romp there was a period in the 80s where practically every young adult comedy centered around boobies boobies (laughs) but it also centered around losing your virginity Uh uh-huh catching a sneak peek of the boobies right uh hijinks and antics and just shenanigans in general uh all centered around getting laid getting laid losing it and i gotta say in honor of this episode uh we are all broadcasting topless yeah actually i'm bottomless as well oh shit i'm glad you're behind the desk (laughs) that's why i have this desk you guys because i'm a professional newsman All right, so that's going to bring us into the Midnight Double Feature, and this is where each of us on the panel, we go around the panel and we talk about two films that we have each selected that are within the theme of the episode, and uh, we discuss why they would make a good pairing. And so over to you, Chelsea, what what have you got first for us? Okay, first of all, I don't know if he's being picked up on the mics, but if you hear rustling, scratching, movement... That is my bearded dragon, Richard. He lives in the chop shop for now, temporarily. And he's just really excited and wants to be famous. He's our mascot, Russell. Um, (laughs) We're going to change his name to Russell. No, his name is Richard. (laughs) Oh, I thought his name was Russell. No, I heard heard rustling. rustling. Okay. Uh, We're going to call him Richard Kurt Russell. (laughs) Okay. I'm fine with that. It's great. All right. Give us your double feature, Chelsea. All right. My first one is from 1983. It's called Losing It. It's about a group of boys that go to Tijuana uh-huh. to lose their virginity. And get some Spanish fly and a tuck and roll. Yeah. So it has Tom Cruise, Jackie Earl Haley, friggin' Shelley Long, and she already looks like a mom. Wow. It was not good. Okay. 
pretty terrible. I think. It, I mean, it, the first time is usually pretty bad when you're losing it. Mm-hmm. It reinforces pretty much every bad Mexican stereotype. Yeah, okay. it's pretty racist. I, th- I think that this is every Trumper's impression of what Mexico's uh-huh. like. They must have seen this film in their early days, and they've carried that with them as this is why we must build the wall. Yes. Uh, these The Mexicans were awful in this film and just criminal crooks and and it they're not like that people <laughs> and the wall didn't get finished and now all those trumpers are losing it right what are, you gonna pair, what are you gonna pair with that chelsea so i'm pairing that with a movie from 1982 called the last american virgin uh-huh now this one was better and the soundtrack is so good that they repeat songs like four or five times really but they're really good so it's okay. fine who's in this um, anybody we know yeah diane, diane franklin. franklin okay from uh better off dead yeah. yes the french the french exchange um, yes she gave me a retweet when i checked this in kimmy awesome. robertson the secretary from twin peaks okay. also from don't tell mom the yes. babysitter's dead that's all i knew i don't know any of these other people right on did you like this one better i did however the ending is kind of fucked Okay. Yeah. Spoiler alert from 1980. No, I'm not going to give a spoiler. Okay. It just, it's fucked. Okay. You've got, it's fucked up. Well, don't give, don't give it away. All I'm I say, need to watch it because I have not seen this. Don't one. say anything. I'll watch it. Sean, say nothing. You, over to you, bud. Oh, well, What's then your double that's feature? Fine, um, because my first film, also a romp with real world implications. How about that? Is Fast Times with Ridgemont, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yes. The great, great film uh, written uh, by Cameron Crowe uh-huh. uh, based on some experiences of his early childhood. This or is his teen breakout years. movie, right? And it was directed by Amy Hackerley. Okay. And who also did Clueless. Starring, of course, uh, Sean Penn, Jennifer Jason Lee, Judge Reinhold, uh, Phoebe Cates, Ray Winston. Um, the list goes on and on and on of just great talent. And. The great thing about this movie, of course, is the fact that it is a romp. It is, you know, it's got the gratuitous, iconic red bikini uh-huh. scene with Phoebe, Phoebe Cates, Cates and yes. Judge Reinhold jerking off. And that um, that scene is posterized in my brain permanently, tattooed on the gray matter. I can't hear that song by the Cars uh-huh. without thinking of that movie. Yeah. That's just how uh, they're both synonymous. Uh, but also Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, her character's sexual exploration carries mm-hmm. a lot of real world implications. And uh, she has to navigate that in a pretty n- uncaring kind of uh, situation, network of friends, yeah. really. And then, of course, at the very center, you've got Jeff Spicoli, the Sean Penn character mm-hmm. and his head to head battle with Mr. Hand. Yes. So great movie. If you haven't seen it, for God's sakes, go see it. This is I probably, love it so much. probably one of the best. I'm pairing that with uh, a film that came out um, shortly afterwards called uh, Private School. Yeah. Okay. Now, with uh, Harmon, Dan Harmon? No. No. What's you're, his name? You're thinking of Summer School. Oh. No. Private School also stars. Mark Harmon. Yeah, Mark Harmon. Uh, Private School also stars Phoebe Cates. Okay. And incidentally has an appearance by uh, Ray Walston, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Hand. So there's a carryover from this film in, in that regard. But uh, you've got Phoebe Cates and uh, the beautiful, beautiful Betsy Russell and Matthew Modine. Betsy um, Kurt Russell. Uh, Phoebe Cates and, and her friends go to a girls' school. There mm-hmm. is a neighboring boys' school. I think the boys' school is called High Mount. 
Uh-huh, There's some very suggestive uh, yeah. school names. And this, of course, is a lower brow uh, romp in that there's a lot of uh, getting peaks of girls naked. And uh-huh. uh, Betsy Russell's character, the the iconic Jordan in this film, um, she is very much an exhibitionist. So she's always prancing around showing off for the boys. There's even a, like a Lady, Lady Godiva moment where she's riding a horse and one of them snatches her top off and she embraces it. And just uh-huh. like riding around and there's slow motion boobs just you know, bouncing and the, uh, the senior staff are like going, what excellent writing form she uh-huh. has. So really silly, nonsensical. Uh, the, 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 uh, Modine and his two friends get into drag. They infiltrate the school. <laughs> uh, you know, there's some, some really just stupid, stupid lowbrow shenanigans, but, um, as romps go, it definitely has the eye candy ch- checkbox clearly marked. All right. Good deal. All right, so I went a little bit unconventional with mine, at least with the second one. But the first movie uh, is a little bit more on theme. It's called Once Bitten from 1985, directed by Howard Storm. And it's got a whopping 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) A centuries-old vampire, the Countess, played by Lauren Hutton, has kept her youthful youthful look by drinking the blood of male virgins. Since she finds this prey challenging to come by, she's thrilled when she meets Mark Kendall, played by Jim Carrey, who wants to lose his virginity, yet has a reluctant girlfriend, Robin, played by Karen Copkins. Coppins. After luring Mark away from, the, from a club, the Countess drinks his blood, but the hapless guy isn't sure what has happened until he starts exhibiting unusual symptoms. Uh, this is very early Jim Carrey. Uh, so then I'm pairing this with 1989's Earth Girls Are Easy. It was directed by Julian Temple. It's got a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. And uh, in this musical comedy, Valerie, played by Gina Davis, is dealing with her philandering fiancé, Ted, played by Charles Rocket. When she finds that a trio of aliens, played by Jeff Goldblum, Damon Wayans, and Jim Carrey have crashed their spaceship into her swimming pool. Once the furry beings are shaved at her girlfriend's salon, the women discover three handsome men underneath. After absorbing the native culture via television, the spacemen are ready to hit the dating scene in the 80s Los Angeles. Uh, Obviously, there's a Jim Carrey connection, but also the uh, focus on getting laid above all else is the tie that binds between these two pictures. I got you. Chelsea, have you seen either of these, Once Bitten or Earth Girls Are Easy? I've seen Earth Girls Are Easy. Yeah. I recommend that one uh, much more emphatically than I do Once Bitten. That brings us to our feature segment, which is The Recast. And this is where we take a predetermined film that we have all watched in advance, and we talk a little bit about it. Then we hypothetically recast a few of the main roles with contemporary actors who are at At the the height of their powers. powers. The first movie, it's set in Florida because of course it is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's from 1981, directed by Bob Clark. We got a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes and we're talking about the masterpiece of cinema, Porky's. (laughs) Porkies. Now, uh, before I give the description, do you have any thoughts on like 
this movie and like when did you see this movie first john um i porky's was a film that my parents would rent uh-huh and they would have their friends over and they would laugh their asses off and i was probably about uh nine years old at the time so i wasn't allowed to watch it <clears throat> but i did the, the movie was present in my mind because they would always talk about it and how funny it was and i think through the years i saw clips of the the shower scene with uh coach ball bricker uh-huh i saw the ending of the film but i'd never ever seen it in its entirety until this past week the same for me in fact it was today High school friends Pee-wee, played by, played by Dan Monahan, Tommy, played by Wyatt Knight, Billy, played by Mark Herrer, Mark Harrier, and Mickey, played by Roger Wilson, want to lose their virginity. But when they're kicked out of a strip club, strip club after the owner, Porky, played by Chuck Mitchell, takes their money, they plot revenge. While they try to get back at him, they deal with other teen troubles, including Pee-wee's worries that his, quote, equipment is shrinking <laughs> and that their sexual, opi- sexually opinionated gym teacher, played by Kim Cattrall, and a spy hole in the girls' locker room. Uh, that's those are the those are the touchstones of the film. There is one thing that that synopsis omits, and it's something that we focused on when we picked the characters we were recasting. Okay, there is the issue of anti-Semitism mm-hmm. in, in redneck Florida, and you've got two unlikely friends who come out of this situation yes um and we'll get into that in a little bit all right so the roles that we're going to recast first we've got peewee who was played by dan monahan who was 26 at the time um like most 80s teen romps uh all of the male leads are overage for the role uh they're all college age next we've got brian schwartz and he's the jewish member of the uh of the posse and he was played by Scott Columby, who was 29 at the time. Incidentally, he was the tough Italian guy in Caddyshack. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we've got Mickey, played by Roger Wilson, who was 25. And then bringing it home with Coach Brackett, who was played by Boyd Gaines, who was 28 at the time. Yeah. And he's a he's a young teacher. He's like only a few years older than these kids. And he also wants revenge on Porky. All right. Does that sound about right? Sounds good. Okay. So the first role we've got is Pee Wee. And Chelsea, who did you pick for Pee Wee? So my actor doesn't have any sort of face value quality, but he's sort of good at playing a nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd know him from the TV show The Boys and Vinyl. At least that's where I know him from. I went with Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid, I thought about him. That's a good pick. Interesting. I like it. Over to you, Sean. Uh, my actor I went with was, uh, he's 23 years old now, and he was in Diary of a Wimpy Kid, mm-hmm. but he was probably best known early in his career as Texas Ranger Bobby from Talladega Nights. Yes. <laughs> I went with Grayson Russell. All right. Who's also a redhead. Grayson Kurt Russell? <laughs> no. <laughs> my pick is... Uh, 26 now as well. He was in a movie called Lifelines. He was in a movie called Jonah. And he was also in the 2009 reboot of Star Trek. I believe he played young Spock. His name is Jacob Kogan. Jacob Kogan is my pick for Pee Wee. Oh, nice. Nice. 
All right, so next up, we've got the role of Brian Schwartz, uh, played by Scott Columby, who was, is it Columby? 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 Who knows? The world may never know, but he was 29 years old at the time. And Chelsea, who did you pick for this? So I'm changing it a little bit. And instead of there being um, anti-Semitism, I'm going to go with some Asian hate because that's been happening in the South, okay. like in that region okay. lately. So my actor was in a movie called Isn't It Romantic, the documentary High Maintenance, but you'd know him from SNL. I went with Bo and Yang. Bo and Yang. All right. Uh, high Maintenance, the documentary? Is the one about it? smoking. It's a sitcom. High Maintenance is a sitcom. No, I'm pretty sure this is. Well, there's oh, okay. definitely a sitcom about weed delivery guy. And it's called maybe that's the one it is. Uh, all right. Ironically, Bowen Yang was the first SNL Asian cast member, and he just got an Emmy nomination. Yes. As well. Well, congratulations. So good for him. him. All right. Over to you, Sean. All right. Your pick for Schwartz. So I'm keeping the anti-Semitic angle on this. Um, he, my actor is, um, 23 years old. And he can be seen in Jumanji Next Level. Mm -hmm. He will be co-starring with Nicolas Cage in the aforementioned Pig. Pig. And uh, we fell in love with him um, in uh, Hereditary. Yes. He's the Robert De Niro lookalike doppelganger, Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf is a very good pick, sir. Mm -hmm. And he does have a distinctive mole. He does. All right. Over to me. My pick for Brian Schwartz is 28 now. All of these are going to give it away. But he was in... We need to talk about Kevin, the perks of being a wallflower, and Justice League. It's Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Nice. And I also kept it Abrahamic. <laughs> Next, we've got the role of Mickey, played by Roger Wilson, who was 25. And in all the pictures I could find of him, he's got he's the one with the black eye. Yeah, he's a hothead, and his his father's a redneck. That's and right. That's he right. keeps his father going just got back out of prison to Porky's. Yes, and just messing shit up. Fair enough, uh, Chelsea. Who did you pick to mess this shit up? I wanted somebody that was a little bit more badass mm -hmm. that you could believe is that type of hothead. Um, my actor was in the movie Nerve. And also the dirt. I went with Machine Gun Kelly. MGK. <laughs> I saw a license plate in Oregon that the last three digits were MGK, and I'm pretty sure that they picked that on purpose. Nice. Very good. Sean, who's your pick? Uh, my actor is 25 years old, and he was born in Palm Beach County, Florida, so representing his hometown. The shoe fits. Uh, he was in uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. He was in Night at the Museum. He was in the Vacation Reboot. But he was awesome in The Righteous Gemstones. I went with Skylar Gisondo. Oh, that is righteous, oh, dude. yeah, that's... I, like I love that. it. Very nice. My pick for Mickey is 25 now. He was in The Empty Man, Fuck the Prom, and The Kissing Booth series of films. His name is Joel Courtney. Joel Courtney is my pick nice. for Mickey. Nice. We got one nice. more, right? Yep. Yes. And that is Coach Brackett. He was played by Boyd Gaines, who was 28 at the time. Chelsea, who did you decide on for this? So when I was recasting this and I was looking for actors to play it, I pretty much picked from the same like age range, like yeah. from born from 1990 to 1995. Mm -hmm. 
this one just happens to look a little bit older. Okay, a little face value. Well, oh, not face. He just okay. looks a little older than the rest of them, much yeah. like the casting of yeah, this. Yeah, that works. That works. So he was in The Dirt, uh, The King of Staten Island, and Big Time Adolescent. I went with Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is the coach? Hell yeah. That's going to be hilarious. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. All right, Sean, try to follow that, man. Well, the coach was kind of a, a, a kind of goofy yes. in a way. And, you know, he, the, his other coach goaded him into hooking up with Kim Cattrall and uh-huh. her embarrassing, uh, what would you call it, affectation of howling during sex. Yes. <laughs> and dude, that scene lasted for like seven minutes. So I went with Jack Quaid in this role. Oh, oh. okay. A little bit of overlap. And I can see him. As kind of that goofy, yeah. goofy kid too. All right. Well, my pick is uh, 28 now. He was in Dirty Dancing, the 2017 made-for-TV Dirty Dancing. Nobody watched it. He's in High School Musical 2 and God's Not Dead 1 and 2. Oh His God. name is Shane Harper. Nice. Shane Harper is my coach bracket. <laughs> his, his bracket is on point. I love it. All right, so uh, final thoughts on Porky's. It's got its problems, as do all of these movies. For example, Porky the Pig doesn't show up one time. <laughs> no, just there's a lot of things that wouldn't fly in today's films. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this for it. Even though they show boobies and bush, they also show some dongs. Oh, yeah. There's a yeah, opportunity. It was, yeah, it was um, ecumenical. All right, well... That being said, we're going to head into intermission, but not before we say, let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves some poontang. And for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the Chop Shop Morning Zoo on WCCS 85.5 FM. The Shop with Travisito, the Brew Boss. And me, Chelsea, the Regulator. Well, we'll be breaking down the recast of your precious childhood movies. All, all morning, morning long. And if you can't listen on your toilet or in your car, just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Podbean.com. And it came to pass that the Lord Pod saith unto the chop shoppers to go forth, to rate, to review, and to subscribe to Cinema Chop Shop on all of your social media and your podcaster apps. Now it's about time for the holy sacrament of a beer check-in. You too can follow the path to Cinema Chop Shop on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. Everyone, hallelujah. hallelujah! Praise Jesus! Amen. Well, hello there, all you naughty chop shoppers. So, you like to listen? Oh, you're bad. Wouldn't you also love to see all of our hot pictures and posts on our very own social media? Just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you think you can handle it. This weekend on CCS Wrestling. Woo! If you miss this event, you suck. Woo! It'll be the ultimate recasting extravaganza you have ever seen. 
between the challenger. Trontastic Ron. I'm going to rip his face off. Woo! And the defending champ. Little Thanos. You ain't got nothing, brother. I can't stop saying woo! It's an actual medical condition. So if you've got a problem with that, we'll see you in Gmail, where you can send us comments, corrections, concerns, and complaints. That's cinemachopshop at gmail.com. movie good credit bad credit no credit no problem come on down to wacky trav's cinema chop shop blowout sale he's He's out out of of his mind mind. where we can guarantee you you'll go home happy social security number criminal background check and blood sample required side effects may include euphoria hallucinations and delusions of grandeur so please remember to watch Watch, chop retrofit And we're back. When we come back from intermission, Sean, what do we like to do? Beer check-in. A nice, tasty beer check-in. And what uh, what are we going to try first? Uh, you're going to bring it because we've already checked these in. Okay, so the beer that I have, this is nothing special. It's not on K, but it is the newest iteration of the Voodoo Ranger series from New Belgium. <laughs> Let me just knock all my glasses over. And this one's called V2K IPA, which I guess V2K would be like version 2000. Oh, and looks nice. Nice artwork. It's yeah. cute. It's cute. And you've got a cup for me over there as well? I do. I'll pour you up right here. All right. Chelsea, are you going to partake of this one? Um, I'll try some. Have a little tasty taste? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit too mild, in my opinion. I think that the hop profile is not apparent enough. It's got a decent tropical flavor, but mm-hmm. yeah, it is very, very mild. All right. So while we enjoy that, we're going to go ahead and get into the 2021 movie marathon. And as of this recording, it is the 197th day of the year. And I am still behind slightly. I did knock out some movies on my vacation. I brought a flash drive with me, plugged it into some TVs, <laughs> brought my tablet. Uh, so I'm on uh, number 189. Chelsea, where are you? 272. 272. That is redonkulous. Right? I'm right in the middle at 237. 237. All right. Well, I've got some work to do. And Chelsea, chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. (laughs) All right. So uh, what's your first first check-in going to be today, Chelsea? I'm going to check in a movie from 2020 called Shiva Baby. Oh, my God. Shiva Baby. Yeah. And give us a an idea, so, a glimpse uh, of what this is about. College student has a sugar daddy. Uh-huh. And they have to go to this, um, I always want to say this wrong. Shiva? Shiva? Shiva. Shiva. Okay, so sitting Shiva is the morning process. I know what it a, is. In a but... Jew- Jewish funeral situation. Shiva is a Hindu god. Okay. I totally know what both of those are. Mm -hmm. I just say them wrong. Okay. Anyways, she has a sugar daddy. They go to this after party funeral thing that I I cannot say. Pronounced sugar daddy. (laughs) This is for you. Um. Anyways, he shows up there with his wife and child. Uh oh. And it's really good at making everything really uncomfortable, claustrophobic, just anxiety inducing. 
Oh my god. It's it cringy. was triggering. It's cringy and funny as fuck. It's okay. really good though. All right. Sean, what's your first one? All right, I'm going to check in probably the worst out of the eight romps I've watched okay. in the last two weeks. This one's called Going All the Way. Yes. And it bills itself as the funniest movie about growing up since Porky's. Oh, boy. It came out in the same year. The same. <laughs> Not hard to do that if you're coming out like a week later. Yeah. You know, We talk about the joke about these actors being too old to yeah. play the roles. I swear to Christ, these actors were 40 plus <laughs> playing high schoolers. That's awesome. Um, not funny in the least. Okay. Uh, very derivative, very lackluster. And what made it even worse is that it was presented on Tubi, I think, in three by four format. So it looks like an SD broadcast of an after school special. Just not good. So skip it. Oh, totally skip it. But I was going for, you know, going for broke when it came to like digging in and watching all of these horrible films. All right. So my first check in is going to be number 181. Uh, long awaited on my part. I've never seen this one yet. It's called El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie from 2019. Dude next to me on the plane was watching this on his phone at full volume. So I've seen it now, too. <laughs> I loved that review. Next up, Chelsea, what do you got? This is a movie from 2021. It's called A Classic Horror Story. So this is a, a, an Italian film, okay. but it's kind of it's kind of a hybrid. They It's not giallo? They Whoa. switch between um, speaking Italian and speaking English. Some okay. of the characters speak English. This was really fun really great it borrows heavily from a lot of like classic horror films um i think we identified scream texas chainsaw massacre midsommar saw Saw. wow yeah i really don't want to give a lot away because i think this is one you'll watch a classic horror movie a classic horror story it's on netflix story it's great watch this Sounds like a recommend to me. Sean, yeah. what do you got next? All right, I'm going to check in from 1985, Private Resort. Yes. Another romp. This one stars... I've seen this. This one stars Johnny Depp yep. and Rob Morrow from mm-hmm. Northern Exposure. Also a very young Andrew Dice Clay. And uh, it's a hotel romp, a resort romp. Yes. Uh, they're trying to hook up with various girls. There's a jewel thief whose wife happens to be the really tall blonde chick from the police Academy movies. Oh, nice. Um, there's lots and lots of boobies. Yep. And, uh, it's a prerequisite. There's a lot of shenanigans though. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there's a, there's a, a very uh, angry hotel manager who's trying to control the chaos. And of course everything go works against him and he's painted to be a pervert because he's always caught on the short end of the stick. And he gets his nuts kicked several times by various ladies who are at the resort. Uh, stupid, stupid, stupid romp movie. You know what they call it when your roommate hides your shoes on purpose? What? Shoe nanigans. <laughs> Next, uh, it's over to me. I've got a movie that I had no idea about before I watched it. And it actually turned out to be pretty good. It's the new Steven Soderbergh movie, No Sudden Move, from 2021. Here's the cast, and I don't know how they bankrolled this. Don Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro, David Harbour, John Hamm, Chelsea, uh, Ray Liotta, Kieran Culkin, Brendan Fraser, and 
Matt Damon. Whoa. All in the same movie. And basically, it's basically a heist movie about a document that it is very valuable to keep concealed. Uh, Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you have not seen this movie, do not listen to the next thing I'm going to say. The document is about is about the catalytic converter. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, Chelsea, what's next for you? My last check in is from 2021. Um, I watched Black Widow. I saw this today as well. What did you think? I loved it. Okay. Um, not your typical Marvel movie. No. Um, I love the female empowerment. Yes. I liked the sister dynamic. Oh, yeah. And Florence Pugh was. Yeah, she was great. Also. Amazing. Once again, uh, David Harbour. So hilarious. It was this. great. I he really was liked so it. so good. Whereas in the the previous movie I mentioned, uh, No Sudden Move, he plays like a a cuck. He plays like a nerdy mm-hmm. cuck. All right, Sean, what do you got? All right, I'm going to go off script. I'm going to check in a film that I saw as part of Criterion's Art House Animation Series. Okay. This is called Mary and Max from 2009. Mary and Max. It is a stop motion animation film. Oh, you sent me something about this. Oh my God. This is probably the most touching animated film. Hell, it's one of the most touching films I've ever seen. This is great. It's funny. It's painful. It's joyful. Um, You have two misfits from the opposite sides of the world who become friends by mail as pen pals. Yes. And uh, they confront the truths about being human. And it takes place over several years. You have uh, Tony Collette's voice and um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. And this is no, not Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's not. I mean, when did this movie come out? 2009. Okay, 2009. That, yeah. that, that's doable. It's, it's I'm Philip, sorry. My timeline no, was screwed up. I was no, like, no, he dead. No, Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> plays a uh, an old Jewish man who is, I think he's Asperger's. I think in the film he says he has Asperger's, mm-hmm. which we know is a misdiagnosis these days. Which is, but it's, it's not, a West Coast burger chain. But um, you would not know that it was Philip Seymour Hoffman if you didn't read the credits. Right. And it's a beautiful beautiful movie i cannot give this higher recommendation you need to see it if you love animation i do it's it's phenomenal fantastic all right i've got one more and it is uh number 189 for me the last movie that i've seen it's called space jam a new legacy and here is my review word for word first things first mj is greater than lebron Tons of laughs, references, and cameos, and Dame Lillard as Kronos was sick. He even does the tapping the watch, the Dame time tap. I think that your love for Damian Lillard has probably colored your perception of this movie. Maybe. Maybe. I also like cartoons. So there's that. Are you? Did you crack open another beer for us? We've no, already no. checked it in, but what is it? I'm drinking Sunny Ridge by Jack's Abbey. It's a nice, smooth, easy-drinking lager. I'll pour you some. Thank you. Because I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice man. That was a running joke with me and my cousin. Uh, My cousin Brianna has a dog that lives with her at my grandma's house. And the dog was very off put by my presence. The dog hasn't been socialized. So it's not just my dog. Right. Since the pandemic. And uh, I was like, come here, come here, boy. 
you know, I'm a nice man. I'm a nice man. And she's like, sounds like something that only a not nice man would <laughs> right? say. So I kept referring to myself as a nice man throughout the week. <laughs> All right. So uh, with that, are we bringing it into the recast continued? Part two. The sequel. Two sets of titties. Double D's. And the movie that we're going to be talking about, I believe, is a superior film. Absolutely. It's called Little Darlings from 1980, the year of my birth. It was directed by Ronald F. Maxwell, and it has a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it could be a little bit higher. Uh, The big differences between this and your typical 80s teen romp is that it's from a female perspective. And also... Uh, the casting is age appropriate. Correct. Yes. These girls are actually teenagers. Um, other than that, it sticks to the formula pretty much. Yeah, there are funny elements. Uh, the drive is to get laid or uh-huh. lose your virginity. Losing it. And another trope in this is it takes place in a camp. Yep. So summer it, camp. It checks all the boxes. But yeah, like you said, uh, Chelsea recommended this when I had never heard of it or seen it, and. It definitely gives you a different perspective uh, on on the whole genre. Good call, C Murder. So, Chelsea, what did you? Uh, what inspired you to pick this for this uh, recast? My mom showed me this movie. I was like twelve years old, and she stands by this. And she told me this before I watched it. She's like, "This is a movie that every girl, like tween girl, needs to watch." And I couldn't agree more. It taps on a, a lot of subjects that oh, yeah. at that age, you're really embarrassed to talk about. And so you can sort of see it play out in a really honest way. Yeah, like, the the movie is pretty transparent in terms of like the teen angst. Oh, yeah. And the, um, the hormones and emotions that are just surging through not just teenage girls, but teenage boys' bodies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's where my inspiration came from. Right on. Good job, C-Murder. All right, so at a camp for the summer, two two teenage girls from very different backgrounds face off in an unexpected contest. Streetwise Angel, played by Christy McNichol, comes from a poor neighborhood, while Naive Ferris, played by Tatum O'Neill, has never wanted for anything. Both girls are on the brink of womanhood, and due to some intense peer pressure, they agree to compete to see who can lose their virginity first. But their impressions of sex and love are challenged as they race towards adulthood. This and Paper Moon are the only two Tatum, o- Tatum O'Neill movies I've ever seen. Oh. And her performance in this is pretty good. Yeah. I, I thought that um, it, was, it was a very clean and professional performance on her part. Uh, of course, she's the daughter of Ryan O'Neill, the famous actor who she appeared alongside with in Paper Moon. All right. Are we ready to go through the roles? Yep. yep. First, we've got Ferris, played by Tatum O'Neill. She was 17 at the time. Then we've got Angel, played by Christy McNichol, who was 18 at the time. Then we've got Cinder, played by Krista Erickson, who was 16 at the time. And Cinder is... If we have one, the antagonist in this movie, right? Yeah. She's the mean girl. She's an actress who's had a role. Commercial. And she has a steady boyfriend and they have Mm -hmm. all the sex. Yes. And they're engaged. Oh, that's right. Yes. Purportedly. 
Uh, then we've got Dana, played by Alexa Kennan, who was 18 at the time. And she's kind of the shyer girl, right? Yeah. She's she's a bookworm. Mm-hmm. Has a very naive, romanticized version of what is going to go down. Okay. All right. So that covers our four recasts. And Chelsea, who do you have in the role of Ferris, played by Tatum O'Neill? All right. So this actress is probably not quite as naive as Tatum O'Neill plays this. Okay. But the same sort of rich girl attitude, and I suppose you could suspend your disbelief for her to do this. Um, She was in Glee, Other People, a bunch of other things I've never seen. But most people will know her from the Say by the Bell reboot. Uh Uh-huh. I went with, oh, I cannot say this last name, Josie. And the Pussycats. Mm-mm. Oh, Tota. Tota, thank you. Oh, yes. So they really should have done a spinoff of Saved by the Bell that was just focused on Mr. Belding called Saved by the Belding. And it, it would just be him, like, fighting crime. I guess, because I guess, this reboot's pretty good. She's great. Over to you, Sean. Who is your Ferris? Um, I went with a 19-year-old actress, and I'm glad I picked her because I just finished watching the second part of Fear Street. Okay. And she was really great in it. Um, I went with uh, Stranger Things, Sadie Sink. Ah, okay. Nice, nice. Uh, It's an interesting choice. Have you seen Fear Street yet? I have not, but it's on my queue. The third one came out today. So yeah. it's an it's an anthology well, trilogy. How, it's a trilogy. How long is each installment? An hour and, and a half. half. Okay, so they count as movies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. Netflix. My pick for Ferris is seventeen now. She's in Godzilla vs Kong, Enola Holmes, and Stranger Things. Her name is Millie Bobby Brown. Huh. Millie Bobby Brown is going to be my pick for Ferris. Hmm. Next up, we've. We drop our stuff on the floor. Next up, we've got the role of Angel, played by Christy McNichol. Uh, what else was Christy McNichol in? Pirates. Pirates. Um, You're talking about that like billion-dollar porno? No, no. It's like a Pirates of Penzance type takeoff. Okay. And uh, I'm, that's the one I know. I mean, she was in Michelle lot. recognized her. My she, lovely wife, Michelle. Well, it's funny. Uh, she has Drink. not acted in a long time. She's a retired or a former actress. Whereas... Uh, Tatum O'Neill has continued mm-hmm. acting uh, even till even through today. So Christy McNichol was 18 at the time. And Chelsea, who was your pick for the role of Angel? My actress was in Stranger Things. Oh my gosh. Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Fear Street, uh-huh. 1994. I went with Maya Hawke. Ah, I like her a lot. Daughter of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, I think there's some synchronicity going on here. Oh, yeah. Next, we've got Sean's pick for oh, Angel. By the way, it was the pirate movie. The pirate movie. Pirates was the expensive porno yes. that you're thinking of. <laughs> uh, she was in Two Moon Junction as well. Oh, and uh, one of her last great roles was in uh, the sitcom. It was a Golden Girls spinoff with Richard Mulligan called Empty Nest. Empty Nest. I've seen that show. Yeah. yeah. So there you have it. So, my pick, I went with somebody who could be streetwise and who's seen some shit and been through some shit as she was in the horrible, horrible, horrible It reboot. I went with Sophia Lillis. Sophia Lillis. Okay. 
All right, I'm not picturing a face, but I um, know those. She's the redheaded girl. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that all the men want to hook up with, including adults, which is horrible. That's gross. All right, my pick is 18 now, and I went with a little bit of an ethnic swap here. She was in 12 Years a Slave. She was in Annie, the 20-whatever version of Annie. Uh, Also, Beasts of the Southern Wild, one of my favorite movies. Her name is... Oh boy. Cuvenjane Wallace. Cuvenjane Wallace is how I'm pronouncing her name. Apologies if I mispronounced it, but she has a nice smile. Oh, yeah. I think she's going to be good in this role. I I can buy that. I can too. I like that pick. Next up, we've got Cinder, played by Krista Erickson, who was 16 at the time. Chelsea, who did you go with? Oh, guess what? My actress was in Stranger Things, and yes. we just heard about her. Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown! Yeah. She's kind of gotten a little too big for her britches. Thank and you. And the ego has inflated, and that's why she can do this part. I like part. that. She is a mean fucking girl. Oh, wow. She is. <laughs> I don't know if she's really mean. Well, she comes across that way but in interviews. She needs to dial that shit back. She does come across as somebody who's gotten big for her britches out. Tell us how you really feel. I just did. I understand she is very young, and yes. I hope she can wake the fuck up. Yes. So in researching this uh, role and the actress who portrayed it, there's a lot. Well, I wouldn't say a lot. When you research her on the internet, there is some stuff on the internet about this actress and the uh, scene where she hooks up with Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon. Sorry. Matt Dillon. Dylan. Matt Dillon. Um, she was wearing a mouse costume and it made me uncomfortable because I could pretty much make out her areolas mm-hmm. in the... Oh, the, the, both of these movies, there were no bras. Yeah. No. Well, that's there's a lot of pictures of this in the on the internet from pervies who were like, hey, look at this 16-year-old's areolas. So, buyer beware. Yes. Anyway, um, I picked an actress who was in Revenge. She was in Enter the Void. Mm-hmm. She was in J. Edgar. Jedgar. It's pronounced Jedgar. She was in Dr. Sleep, and she's going to be in the new Gossip Girl reboot, which I thought was appropriate. Her name is Emily Allen Lind. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. That's a good pick, dude. I like it. So it's over to me. My Cinder is 16 now. She was in a movie called Never Knock, Lavender, and Home Again. Her name is Lola Flannery. Lola Flannery, and she's got like smoky eyes. <laughs> Next, our mascot Richard is climbing the glass walls of uh-huh. his he's like enclosure, standing on his tail. It's he's a trying little to, creepy. He's trying to break the glass ceiling for lizards of all sorts and sizes. He, listen, he hates me and super wants to murder me. Yeah, I mean all all bearded dragons. That's their. Well, I, when I hold him, I use him as my personal microphone. We got one more, right? Yes. Yep. The role of Dana. Dana. <laughs> <laughs> Played by Alexa Kennan, who was 18 at the time. And uh, Chelsea, give us what you got. So, like I said, she's a bookworm who slightly naive romanticizes a lot of stuff. So I kept that in my mind when I was picking this. And um, this actress is a shout out to Joey Poole. Um, Joe Poole. I went with 
Kiernan Shipka oh, from yeah. the Sabrina yeah. series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Dank pick, bro. Thanks. Good job. Over to you, Sean. I don't know why I just went into Spicoli voice. I liked it. It's appropriate for the episode. Yes. It's okay. Um, I This is the one role where I went older. I went with a 25-year-old actress, but I think that she could play this role, and probably they should expand this role because she was awesome. In the film Plan B, I went with Kahu Verma. Oh, I like that. Uh-huh. Plan so, B is such a good movie. Yep. Tell, tell what you found out about this actress. Which one? This one. No, the... The original Dana. Alexa Kennan. Oh, she died. Yeah. At like age 23? Yeah. Did she lose her virginity to death? No, she just died. Hmm. He told me that. I was like freaked out. Yeah. Well, it's it's always sad when actors that, you know, pass Young away people. early. Yeah. yeah. But it happens. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. Gotcha. My Dana is... 18 now as well. She was in The Axe Murders of Veliska. Hmm. She was in The Adams Family, the animated one from a couple years ago. She's also the main character in Bo Burnham's directorial debut, Eighth Grade. Oh, yeah. Her name is Elsie Fisher. Elsie Fisher is going to be my Dana. You got the wrong picture up. No, that's her. It is her, but... Oh, that was Christy McNichol and... The other... Oh, well, anyway, that's the picture oh. of the actress I picked. <laughs> oh. I was looking at the... Uh, yeah. That's her. That's her. That's my pick. That's you fine. remember that movie, Eighth Grade? Oh, of course. It's really good. All right, so final thoughts on this film. Everybody go watch it. It's great. It's quite good, and it's an outlier thematically in this genre I believe. well because most of the things that happen in this genre are the male perspective right. yeah um, so that was a really good call to I, mix it up a little bit i will say the one thing not about this film but the one thing i said to you uh after watching eight different romp movies you never want to see what i do not want to see boobies in a communal girl shower ever uh-huh. again it's okay just send those gifts to me i'll watch them for I've, you i will take I've, one I've, for the I've team i've had John. enough <laughs> all right so that brings us to our bonus segment which is going to be a battle royale between spicoli ogre and thornton melton thornton from, melon melon from back to school Hmm. Wow. I pick Spicoli because the voice is cool. I'm going to pick Thornton Mellon because... He's seen some shit. Well, they all love fun. They all love the party, but Thornton Mellon has deep pockets. Yeah, that's true. And and he's got Polly on his side Mm -hmm. from the Rocky movies. So, Thornton Mellon. Very good. And he can do the double, triple, double Lindy or whatever the hell it was called. So I'm also going to pick Spicoli. Oh. Um, He's got the zen. I I, I mean, you know, he can zen the fuck out of this. And he brought enough pizza for everybody. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Han. (laughs) All right. So do you know what next week's episode is? It's a watch party. 
and we're doing Christmas in July. That's Woo! right. That's right. We're going to do a Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh-huh. Starring gonna... Danica McKellar. Danica McKellar. It's called Crown for Christmas. Crown for Christmas. And unlike, unlike... Only drink Crown Royal. Well, unlike uh, previous weeks, we're going to all go in blind on this one. Yeah, I've never seen this. Me neither. Um, but I do love Winnie Cooper. Absolutely. Same. Speaking of Danica McKellar, this is your sneak preview trivia question and answer for next week's episode or this coming week's episode of Right Answers with Wrong Ooh, Travis. Travis. And uh, McKellar has shifted from former child star to full-fledged, har- full-fledged Hallmark leading lady. Her resume includes how many Hallmark films? Chelsea, you saw the answer already. Sean, I want you to take a guess. I'm going to guess seven. Sorry, sir. Twelve. Twelve. Whoa! Twelve movies. Um, It's the twelve Danicas of Christmas. 2015 until today. (laughs) Christmas, she wrote, is her latest movie in which she plays a romance writer. That's a good idea for a theme. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The twelve Danicas of Christmas. All right. Well, uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. I do want to thank you, Chelsea, the regulator, for doing what you do. You're welcome. Anything you want to plug. Trivia. Trivia coming back at you like Cleopatra. We will be back this Wednesday from 7 to 9 at Seminar Brewing. That's SeminarBrewing.com. And I also want to thank my co-host and engineer, the brew boss, Sean. Anything you want to plug? I got lots of plugs. Okay. Uh, First of all, uh, if you haven't watched it yet, watch Kevin Can Fuck Himself. On uh, FX, Hulu. Well, FX on Hulu. Yes, it, it's it's great. It's a, it's a brilliant. You're gonna watch the first episode. And go, what the fuck? And then, <gasps> no, no, no. It's AMC. Sorry, AMC. AMC. Uh, it's brilliant. It, it skirts the line. It plays both as a, uh, a single camera comedy and a. T- I'm sorry, two camera comedy and a single camera doc a drama. Okay, mind blowing. Good stuff. Um, and then also seminar brewing. That seminarbrewing.com has uh, a new California Common that they did without my knowledge, and mm-hmm. I think that's great because... Yes. I tasted Ooh, it yesterday. I did, too. I liked it. Yeah. And then next week, the beer that I've been asking for um, will be the uh, Light IPA. Oh, okay. So, sessionable IPA. It's called a light beer that actually tastes like something. yes. It is going to be a 4.2% 100-calorie light beer. And we should also mention that coming soon, all new kitchen stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a, a new kitchen that will be in-house. And I'm very encouraged by the things that I'm seeing so far. Uh, I think Danny's going to do a, a jam up job, even though he made me carry timber yesterday. Uh, so also I want to remind all of you, the listeners to please rate review and subscribe to us on all of your podcatcher apps. We are hosted online on, uh, podbean.com. We are cinema chop shop on there. We are at cinema chop shop on Twitter, cinema chop shop on Facebook and cinema chop shop at gmail.com. Also the beers that we checked in today will be checked in on untapped. That's U N T A P P D. And we are cinema chop shop on there. Also, all of our episodes are now being auto uploaded to YouTube. Supposedly supposed to be being the last one. I don't know what happened. All right. So an audio version of the show is on YouTube. You can find us on there. We are cinema chop shop podcast on there. And finally, 
I want to say farewell. Thank you to you, the listeners, the chop shoppers out there. Uh, don't forget to get that vax. Otherwise, social distance and wear your mask. And please remember to watch Chop Retrofit. Boobies. I like boobies. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I can get away with plugging What was your titty count for the week? Oh, um, God. I didn't.